The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, greetings, everyone, and uh, thank you again for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is on darkness and light, Mm. which is a rather vast (laughs) subject. Well, you know, we know that the battle of light and darkness is certainly not new. In fact, it extends far beyond recorded history, even beyond this planet. And I'm sure our listeners will recall our recent show on angels. In case you missed it, go to our 7th Wave Network homepage and look in the archives for the show titled, appropriately, Angels. Nice plug. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, in our recent Angels episode, we spoke of the angels who chose not to serve God's creation. Mm. That creation would be us, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they fell from grace. Unfortunately for us, a large number of those fallen angels landed here in embodiment on Earth. Mm -hmm. And they have become the source of much of the darkness that we face today. And, you know, in fact, it's largely they who continually challenge the light in each of us. They wage that war between light and darkness that someday has to culminate in what we call Armageddon. Exactly, Ross. As we know from the Bible, prophecy speaks of Armageddon, and it tells us that there will be an end to this battle. Well, in fact, we are on stage for what may be the final scene. And I'm told that I can't utter any Armageddon jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it really sounds ominous, which is why we try to be lighthearted about it. But I mean, we have, there's something that we have to say about how it all turns out. It's the choices that we make that actually determine that outcome. Again, there's that thing about what we do, what we say creates. Uh, Precisely. You know, and we have to ask ourselves, who do we serve? Is it the light or is it darkness? As you probably can tell, Mm -hmm. we have once again returned to one of those four primary themes. And in this case, it's why are we here? Right. You know, it's all about navigating through the paths of light and darkness that define the world of the 21st century. And you know, it used to be easy to tell, but there's a (laughs) lot of shades of gray these days. You know, look around. Mm -hmm. We see good and evil in the news every day. And we need to know what we're dealing with and what is really acting behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. What is the battle all about? What is the plan of the enemy? We've really got to know this stuff. Or be ruled by it. Uh-huh. You, know? you know, I think it must be said at this point that we, we know we're delving into an area that's really nice and light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that people seldom, if ever, discuss. I mean, ask yourself how many times you've spoken with family or friends about the battle being waged between light and darkness. No, I know totally what you mean. Uh, great chicken, honey. And hey, how about that battle between good and evil? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, maybe if you're watching the game. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really a subject that quite literally affects Every one of us, not just a chosen few. And it's a battle being fought on many fronts. 
terrorism, the drug conspiracy, genetic engineering. Well, even the very battle for life itself. And yes, the abortion, Mm -hmm. exactly. This has a lot of effect. All of the dots are connected, and they all lead back to this essential war between what we call light and darkness. You know, and most importantly, it must be understood that this war is being waged in the hearts and minds of men. (laughs) So like it or not, we're all going to have to face it sooner or later. Yep. It's the second segment of today's program where we're going to take a very unique look at this battle between light and darkness, focusing on the determination of forces of darkness to thwart life and that which nourishes life. Right. We're talking about the mother principle. Mm, Indeed we are. That which nourishes life and how the darkness that is pitted against this life principle is currently manifesting in what we see happening in the very fabric of family, community, nation, in fact, throughout the world. Yep. And we'll also look at what we each can do to thwart the agenda of darkness. Yes. There's a Smokey the Bear uh, poster in there somewhere. (laughs) You know, I mean, really, it's, but it comes down to that. Only you can prevent darkness. Mm -hmm. Again, we have to remember what we've said in the past on this program about angels and the ascended masters. You know, it's like the angels said, what, 50 times in the Bible, be not afraid. Be not afraid. You know, we have friends in high places. They'll help us and they'll guide us and assist us in this struggle to secure and sustain the light in our lives, lives of our loved ones, America, and the whole world. You know, in particular, we will revisit the subject of calling upon Archangel Michael and his legions of blue flame angels to assist us on everyday battlefields where the war rages between good and evil. That's right. You've got to stay in embodiment in order to be victorious. You know, it occurs to me that another way, a perspective, mm-hmm. to look at this battle between the forces of good and the forces of evil is to realize that it's also a battle between our real self and our synthetic or not-self. Our real self, capital R, mm-hmm. spiritual warfare. That's right. It's spiritual warfare that has to be waged So in every person so that you can then help the world to be stripped of illusion and prepare for the coming of that, that wonderfully radiant Christ in manifestation in your heart. Yeah, you know, um, the light of the Christ has always been opposed by the Antichrist. Absolutely. You know, I'm reminded that the Apostle Paul had warned us that all who would put on the spirit of the Christ must be aware that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. but against these really big things, principalities, (laughs) powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against that spiritual wickedness in high places. High places. Right. And that we must armor ourselves with the truth, practice God's true peace, and put on the shield of faith in order to successfully counteract the plots and the ploys of the wicked. That's right. I mean, timeless advice. Mm-hmm. For the armor and weaponry today, the Ascended Masters have given us this great thing called the Tube of Light, mm-hmm. Violet Flame, the dynamic decrees of all the kinds. And this mm-hmm. helps us keep our force field and our lives and our families intact against all these attempts to go against us and to steal our light. Yeah. And if you're interested in knowing more about these things, Tube of Light, Science of the Spoken Word, Decrees, Ascended Masters and Angels, Please visit us at tsl.org and also our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com, The Summit Lighthouse, Ah. where you'll see a lot of videos. There's a couple specifically about the tube of light. Uh, It's a good thing. Go there. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So... Uh, There are many angles to this darkness and light confrontation, and I suspect that it has occurred to our listeners that this equation also incorporates the reality of heaven and of hell. I suspect you're correct. And in just a moment, our friend Terry Kennedy will be sharing a passage from Elizabeth Clare Prophet's book, Keys to the Kingdom, on this very subject. Great book. However, before we hear from Terry, let's take a moment to acknowledge that many Christians and other people of faith 
have often spoken of the second coming of Christ, among other things, as potential outcomes of Armageddon and the battle between darkness and light. True. There are many different teachings out there today that concern the resurrection of the dead, the mm-hmm. last judgment, the rapture of the saints, the punishment of sinners, and the coming of the new Jerusalem. I told you it was a light topic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, I must say that we have a little different perspective on this mm-hmm. thanks to the teachings of the Ascended Masters. What we wish to impart to our listeners, you, is an awareness that the battle between darkness and light is local. Mm-hmm. It is as much within each of us as it is part of the outer world we experience. In many ways, we are the battlefield. Sometimes we feel like it in the morning. In other words, each of us is personally and intimately involved in this struggle, and we need to know this. We need to clearly choose sides in this war, and we need to know what tools and strategies we can bring to bear in this war so we can ultimately win it. That's what it's all about, winning this battle, winning the war. Mm -hmm. Well, a few minutes ago, we mentioned we'd be hearing from our friend Terry Kennedy with more about darkness and light. Let's hear that now. The Darkness and the Light We only need to read the newspapers each day to realize that all is not well on earth. While we see many people trying to bring positive change, peace, and healing to the world, we also see others who bring hatred, fanaticism, violence, and destruction. Part of our purpose for being is to bring the divine plan to earth, and when we seek to do this, we will eventually come face to face with the darkness that opposes it. Heaven and Hell We have spoken already about the heaven world and the beings of light that dwell there. However, just as there are planes of existence with a higher vibration than the physical, so there are planes much lower in vibration. These levels are called the astral plane, a frequency of time and space beyond the physical, corresponding to the emotional body and the collective unconscious of humanity. The astral plane has been so muddied and polluted by mankind's impure thoughts and feelings that the term astral is often used to denote negative planes of existence. And while the emotional body of the planet was intended to be the pure reflection of God's consciousness, we find that the pollution of these levels is far worse than is found on the physical plane. Just as there are 33 levels to the heaven world, so there are 33 levels of the astral plane, going down lower and lower in vibration. The lower layers of the astral plane are dense and dark places where evil and mischievous spirits may dwell. The deepest and darkest levels could be considered the equivalent of hell. These are the places where the darkest of the dark ones are found. Just as there are great beings of light in the heaven world, so there are forces of darkness just beyond the veil who attempt to disrupt the divine plan of heaven. Their origin is described in the book of Revelation. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. The tail of the dragon drew a third of the stars of heaven, a third of the angels, and cast them to the earth. And so, millennia ago, these angels who rebelled against God were cast out of heaven into the plains of earth, the four plains of matter. They continue today as the unseen spirits, and some in the physical, who are the messengers of darkness, who oppose the light and the light-bearers. Challenging Darkness with Light 
Spiritual work must be done to challenge the darkness with light. Archangel Michael and his legions are the ones whose assignment it is to enter into this battle of light and darkness. As we call to them, we give them the authority to enter into the planes of matter, to bind and remove the fallen angels who inflict so much harm on the children of God. In the late 19th century, Pope Leo XIII released a prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. It can be used to exorcise evil spirits that prey upon one's light and consciousness and for the clearing of many forces of darkness from the earth. As Michael cast Lucifer and the fallen angels out of heaven, so he is the key in the great spiritual battle that is still being played out in this world. Here is Pope Leo's prayer, adapted for the challenges of the present day. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in Armageddon. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, bind the forces of death and hell, the seed of Satan, the false hierarchy of Antichrist, and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls, and remand them to the court of the sacred fire for their final judgment. Cast out the dark ones in their darkness, the evildoers and their evil words and works, cause effect record and memory into the lake of sacred fire prepared for the devil and his angels. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the Mother. Amen. When you give a prayer or invocation such as this, you are surrounded by the communion of saints, the cloud of witnesses. When you go to your I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit descends as the Comforter. Archangel Michael and his legions respond immediately. Their presence is with you. You can claim that momentum and power, backed by the Ascended Masters and the entire spirit of the Great White Brotherhood. And you can make the call for the challenging of every darkness that As comes we said your way or that comes to your attention. You simply have to make the call. As we said in our first segment, in just a moment, we'll hear from Elizabeth Clare Prophet discussing darkness and light from the perspective of the presence and energy of the Divine Mother. This is truly a unique perspective that you are not likely to hear anywhere else, so you don't want to miss it. Back in a moment. Please stay tuned. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. 
Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Come back. In the following interview entitled Anti-Mother, Elizabeth Clare Prophet explores the subject of the mother force, where it can be found, and what stands in opposition to its manifestation in our consciousness being in world. How would you describe the mother force as active in life? Well, since the mother principle is that which nourishes life, we can think of her and of this flame as the energy in education, in science, in great works of art, great music, great paintings, sculpture and drama, science that pursues the mastery and conquest of time and space. All of this is the mother force nurturing life. It is God within us that is releasing the energy that tutors the soul in the way that it must go. We find then that the presence of mother as all of the beauty and all of the goals which we see in life is beset by a counter force which we find depicted in that twelfth chapter of the book of Revelation when the dragon comes forth at the moment when the mother is going to give birth to the man-child. This is the mother within us all giving birth to our own Christ consciousness. And he seeks to tear from us that man-child as soon as it is born. We find then that this is an anti-mother, anti-Christ force in the world. How does it manifest? Child pornography, the desecration of woman, the tearing down of true educational values, even the tearing down of each individual nationhood and of our own history, the understanding of God government as the means to liberate the soul rather than to enslave it to the state. Many forces active in the world today, very active in the media itself, to tear down the true values of the real self of all, the real self of all we call the Christ. You can call it the Buddha, you can call it whatever, but it is that true inherent reality and it is the mother soul, the mother force of a cosmos which protects this emerging identity within us all. When we experience then the alienation of mother or we allow the forces of anti-mother to encroach upon our family and upon our life, we find that everything that we try to do is torn down, it disintegrates, there is chaos, there is confusion. But what do we find as the antidote to this? We find that in that 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, God sends his emissary, Michael the archangel, to challenge that dragon. And there is war in heaven, and Michael and his angels defeat that dragon and cast him out of heaven into the earth. 
And so we find that if we are going to really raise up the light of mother, which is such a cosmic force for creativity within us, we must enlist that emissary of God, that Archangel Michael, to come to our aid for protection. This we can do in the decree to Lord Michael, which we have given before on this program, or a very simple call to Michael the Archangel, which goes this way. Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, Lord Michael to the right, Lord Michael to the left, Lord Michael above, Lord Michael below, Lord Michael, Lord Michael, wherever I go, I am his love protecting here, I am his love protecting here, I am his love protecting here. Now many times it is necessary to call forth the intercession of the angelic hosts of light, principally Archangel Michael, because it is his office to defend our faith and to defend the flow of father, mother, and son within our own consciousness. When you talk about mother, are you talking about an impersonal force or something more personal? Doug, I'm talking about both the impersonal force of a cosmos, an energy frequency, and a very personal manifestation that becomes personal when a son or a daughter of God decides by free will to ensoul that force. This Mother Mary did, this we can do. But we have to overcome this antipathy to the concept of God as Mother. And until we do, we will find ourselves as a people and as a nation unprotected from the forces of Antichrist and Anti-Mother, which are raging the spiritual warfare of Armageddon against our souls and against our souls' emergence into the fullness of that maturity whereby we can anchor the light of God and bring out and manifest the victory in this age. How can we distinguish between the real and the counterfeit mother force that you describe? I guess the difference, Doug, is between Eve before the fall and Eve after the fall. And it all hinges on obedience to the laws of God. The sin of Eve was the sin of disobedience against the Lord Christ. Obedience simply means being in harmony with the inner blueprint of ourselves, being in harmony with the forces of cosmos that govern our very life. The woman clothed with the sun is the woman who has magnetized the light of cosmos to the glory of the feminine ray of God. That woman in the book of Revelation can be every woman on earth. But in order to be clothed with the sun, she must be willing to surrender all that is unlike that sun consciousness. And then the flame within her heart becomes the magnet of great central sun energies, and she becomes so filled with light that she is able to hold the flame on earth for the coming to the fore of that Christ consciousness in all of the sons and daughters of God. Inasmuch as we have seen centuries upon centuries roll by without too much manifestation of this cosmic consciousness, we can surmise that there have not been very many women who have been able to ensoul this mother force and to keep it steady in the face of that dragon of the carnal mind within the self and within the mass consciousness. And so today, Mother Mary comes to the fore, gives us a science, gives us a new 
rosary, and a new way to use the spoken word to coalesce energy. She is doing this not for her personal adoration or adulation, but she desires to transfer to us our rightful and lawful inheritance as sons and daughters of God. And men, as well as women, must exalt the mother principle because we are all seeking that balance of father and mother. Women pray to father just as naturally as men ought to pray to mother. And in the fusion of the twain, we will have happy, harmonious, healthy families and offsprings, healthy communities, healthy states and nations. It all begins with the resolution within ourselves of the father and mother principles. And really, this is the basis of modern psychology. And it is our schism and our problems dealing with our earthly mothers and fathers that generate in us this alienation from God, the father, and God, the mother. It's really the difference between night and day, then, isn't it? It's like the difference between the sun and the moon. The moon energies are identified with a figure of the great whore in the book of Revelation. This is the personification of that anti-mother force. It is a death energy because it always seeks to tear down and to lower the energies of man and woman until they are entirely spent upon a pleasure cult and a success cult instead of upon the true culture of the mother whereby we are raised up and not torn down. What does this have to do with the daily lives of our listeners? It simply means that we have an energy locked within our being. It is like the lightning that has flashed across the sky for a million years. It is like the white fire core of the atom that is in the heart of the mountains and the rocks. Suddenly man discovers this energy, he harnesses it, and a whole new era of life and civilization occurs. The energy of mother locked within all of us can be released. When it is released, it is a joy of living. We discover who we are. We become truly worthy sons and daughters of God. The moment we begin to salute with the dawn the light of mother and the light of father within ourselves, this energy is unlocked. It comes to the fore. It gives us joy, dominion, purpose, and understanding of our reason for being. And it unfolds the path of the ascension whereby we can reunite with God. Whatever we are doing in this moment, washing the dishes, cleaning house, preparing the evening meal, this can become a sacred labor which we charge with the energies of father and mother within our being. And suddenly, matter is endowed with spirit. This is the materialization of the God flame, its crystallization. It is the spiritualization of our consciousness. It means that a new energy, a new life, comes into us, and by this life, we can experience the atonement, the redemption, the resurrection, and the reunion with God. This is the goal of life, but it's a daily goal. Paul said, I die daily. And what it really means is we are born and reborn daily as we recontact this source, this fount of life that God has placed within us. We need this energy. Our lives are dead without it. This is why people meditate. Meditation is but the first step of the science of the spoken word. When we meditate upon God or the inner self or the great void, we contact that energy source. To draw it down and make it practical in our life to solve every single problem we have, 
We must vocalize, we must let it burst forth as a song, a decree, a praise, a fiat from our throat chakra. Then it crystallizes and we find that that energy becomes charged, literally charged with a new life. And we are no longer the living dead, but we are alive and buoyant with life. Life takes on a new freedom, and we realize that this freedom is meant for all peoples and all nations, and we become excited about transferring this word and this flame we have discovered in our heart. This then becomes the flame that leaps heart to heart across the earth with that awakening, quickening energy that is the new age. I like to ask our listeners to meditate upon God the Mother who lives within you, and to give adoration and salutation to that mother as I pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sons and daughters of God, now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly visit and Q&A with Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology. 
strategy and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us once again is our friend Sydney Bennett. Hello, Sydney. Gentlemen. Hello. Well, Sydney, I'll start off with an easy one here. Uh, is it possible for people to unwittingly serve darkness? How much time do we have? <laughs> um, well, you can even look what, what Jesus said to Peter, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. In other words, Peter certainly didn't want to manifest the energies of Satan. It was a challenge to Jesus in that particular situation, but he was. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have to realize. We are not inherently sinners or bad people, but sometimes we allow ourselves to be instruments of that darkness. And something we would never want to do, but we do it unwittingly. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to look at the core principle of this, which is that the fallen angels are cut off from God. They do not receive energy from God anymore. We receive energy every day of our lives. Mm -hmm. The only way their existence can be sustained is by getting that energy. How do they get it? Well, they get it through an eruption of anger. We release energy when we're angry. It's negative energy. And it is taken up by astral forces by the fallen ones mm-hmm. and they can use that energy that's how they live we can we can they try and scheme so we could fight their wars when people are killed when there's blood shed there is light released from mm-hmm. the bodies of the people and they mm-hmm. take that light it's it's many many multiple ways but interesting enough one of the ways we can be uh unwilling to serve darkness is through our passivity in other mm-hmm. words the devil's greatest tool is to think he's not real ah. <laughs> and so when we're passive he wins uh-huh this is not the fallen one you're looking for. <laughs> okay, so how do we discern? I mean, discernment is an important thing. Discernment yeah. is that quality that says, I, I see something and there's, there's shades of gray. There's more to it than is really there. And I have to be able to discern that. Yeah. I have to see the true what's nature. behind yeah, the mm-hmm. true nature of things. How can we work our way through the subtleties of darkness in order to, to get around that? Well, first of all, you know, the discernment is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So it's something we should certainly ask God for. Mm -hmm. But another way you develop discernment is by developing knowledge and understanding of the strategies of the fallen ones. And they have strategies. They plot. They conspire. They do all these things that we can recognize it. And, you know, one of the things they try to do to our society is very increment by increment lower the standards and the morality of the society Mm -hmm. so subtly that we don't even know it. But Mm -hmm. over a period of time, there's a dramatic erosion in our allegiance to the laws and principles of God. That's a plot. Now, does that go back a bit to the passivity you spoke of just a moment ago? Well, well we're exactly. passive in the face of that. Exactly, because people don't realize there's a change. And so as the subtle things go right. on and the, and the media uh, projects and tells us this is all great, we begin to believe it. Yeah. So we lose that contact with the true mm-hmm. principles that are, are so essential. You know, it's interesting, as you are saying that, Sydney, it occurs to me that Armageddon is a, a principle that isn't necessarily one that is obvious, that Armageddon could be taking place incrementally. 
Absolutely, you, you absolutely. Know. And I think people look for Armageddon as being this final battle, and, and some of the Christian interpretations of that is there's going to be a, a battle in the valley in, in mm -hmm. Israel, and then Jesus is going to come and take everybody home, so to speak. But Armageddon happens in many different ways at many different levels, and of course, essentially, Armageddon's going on within ourselves and outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that and understanding that and using the tools that are available can make all the difference. Well, and if the forces of light and darkness are bracing for a major showdown, how do we avoid getting drawn into that? I mean, we well, need to be involved know, in some way. You know, but you know, we're not disinterested bystanders. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're, we're here. And you can see with the things that are physically going on this planet, and Armageddon has a physical manifestation, whether it's yeah. earth changes or wars or anything else, just as it has a spiritual manifestation. And I think the key thing to remember is that it's... We have our role, and the angels have their role. As Mrs. Prophet mentioned, it is Archangel Michael and his legions and other angelic bands that must fight this on a spiritual level. And because of free will, if we don't give them the authority to do so on this planet, they can't intervene. Mm -hmm. And so, number one, you have to invoke the presence of the angels to stand for the light on this planet and bind the forces of darkness, which beyond, are beyond us at the physical level. And the other part of that is we have to work very Within ourselves, whether it's keeping harmony, whether being peaceful, whether loving, it's hard. It may be hard to relate that to Armageddon, but it's actually a key component of it. Well, and it, speaking of key components of Armageddon, um, there is an association often made between that and the second coming. Do you have a view on how those two relate? Well, the Ascended Masters teach us that the second coming of Christ is the recognition in our own beings and the realization of the Christ in our consciousness. And yes, there can be very much a physical return of Christ, but we must look out upon it as a second coming of Christ into our being and to raising up that light within us, which is so essential. And the danger of the teaching, I feel, on, uh, of the, the, the second coming and the judgment and so forth and the rapture is that it can... It, it allows people to be somewhat passive. You know, as long as I'm saved, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Jesus is going to come and get me. The fallen ones will be taken, and everything's going to be wonderful. Unfortunately, it's just not true. And, of course, who would want us to believe that lie? <laughs> it's those that don't want yeah. us to do anything about this battle, right. i.e., the fallen angels. Yeah. That doesn't mean that people that say this are fallen angels. Mm -hmm. It means that they have subscribed to this false teaching. Mm -hmm. And that's the plot of the fallen angels. You know, this brings me back to the, the concept of some of the things that we've heard in years past about, you know, the, all the songs, rock songs about nuclear war and things like that. It was, huh. it was almost basically designed to get you to think, you know what, we're all going to die anyway. Let's just, you know, just right. live life. Fatalism. You know? Yeah, Fatalism, exactly. Which, which is death. It's a death <laughs> energy because yeah. God has told us to take dominion over the earth and we are accountable and responsible for ourselves and what happens on this planet. We can invoke the angels to take care of the global and the, and the macro things and the micro things. That's between us and God and that battle that we wage against those forces in us. We all have forces of darkness within us. We have allowed within. It doesn't mean we're bad people. It means we have to work and overcome them with mm -hmm. God's help. Yeah. What else is new, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have to work and do it. So uh, let me ask you another really easy question, Sid. How does this tie into the last judgment? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a time um, when the... Every individual, every soul, or even a fallen angel has a certain amount of time allotted to them to make their choices. In other words, it's not just one choice that we make one day to be saved or give our lives to God. Mm -hmm. It's choices we make over a very, very long period mm -hmm. of time. But ultimately, that time does come to an end when we have to decide, are we going to serve the light or serve the darkness? So there is a judgment. There is a final judgment. As, as we know in the book of Revelation, the fallen angels will go into the lake of sacred fire if they do not repent and turn back to God. And it's up to us to make the choice, too. And so there is a final judgment, 
um, and we have to be ready for it. And as long as we embrace God and the light and the truth and love, we will be. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I might add one thing. Mm-hmm. The last judgment for the light bearers is eternal life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the path of the ascension. And that's the final thing. It, it's interesting that the flame of the sacred fire, were, which consumes the fallen ones and, and negates their existence, is the same fire that gives us eternal life. Uh-huh. And so it's interesting. It's how what we bring to that flame and that fire, which is so important. It's the ultimate concept of sudden death over time. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, but you have to put that in those terms so people can yeah. really just, like, understand, what, what does this mean? How many years? How, you know, like you said, it's all those many, many, many lifetimes of trying to get light from other people. And then finally, it runs out. The last erg of energy runs out, and they have to go. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Their time has come. Right. Well, you know, uh, changing tack here for a moment, um, we just heard... Mrs. Pravat talking about the mother light or the mother force. And in particular, she spoke of our vulnerability as a nation because we are largely undefended from forces of darkness. What can we do? Well, you know, I love the analogy of the mother. You know, I, was, uh, I worked in Africa many years ago, and I did the unfortunate thing of getting myself between a mother elephant and her calf. <laughs> and I got to tell you, the wrath of this elephant was upon me, and I got away, but just barely. Whoa. And it's the same concept. You know, the mother defends her own. And unless we incorporate and draw forth the mother light and the mother principle of God, then we're missing something. We're missing that protection, the light of the mother who will defend her child, and in this case, the sons and daughters of God, to the very end. You know, why did the church fathers kind of, you know, relegate women to a second place in the church? You know, only Jesus was worthy of the ascension. Mother Mary, I think, was assumed into heaven. And we've had this principle that women couldn't do mass. They couldn't do these things. We have to recognize the mother light in each one of us as co-equal with the father. That's a great point. Why, why, why would you limit yourself to just what males can do? You know what I mean? It's so, it's so amazing. I mean, you know, I'm reminded every day. So, so how many of us does it take to hold the balance for, like, a nation, a city? You know, uh, what's the equation, uh, and how do, we, how do we get this protection that we need? Well, it's an equation of light and darkness. You know, uh, remember Lot said... Um, Look, God, if I can come up with 10 righteous men, will you save this city? So, you know, what is the number that's required? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know it is a number of hearts in unison with God that can draw forth the light. It's an equation. You know, you can think of it as a physical equation, light and darkness. If there's a certain amount of darkness, there has to be a greater amount of light. Right. And we can draw down that light, but it takes many of us to do that. Yeah. Concerted you know, effort. Well, yeah. indeed. And, and one of the ways in which that can be done, uh, again, as we heard Mother um, Mother Mary's rosary, the, the Hail Mary, is to use the rosary as a tool. And I think that uh, because in the West, the ultimate epitome of the mother energy is Mary, Jesus' mother, that uh, she's given us the rosary. And um, I just, you know, would you care to elaborate on sure. the power I, of that rosary? Well, well, think of, again, drawing down the mother light, the Ma Ray, Mary, the mother mm-hmm. Ray. And, you know, some people don't know, uh, but at the end of World War II, Austria was very much in danger of falling into um, communist Europe. And there was a mm-hmm. tremendous battle over Austria. And the people of Austria raised up, and there were literally millions of people giving the rosary. Wow. And that nation was spared being taken under the Soviet domination, domination at the end of World War II by the power of the rosary. It's something that can save our families, our church, our nation. It's raising up the mother light within us. Excellent. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a break now. Yeah. When we come back, we'll finish our discussion. Uh, of our light topics with Sid Bennett.
new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Now there's a new destination for video content. VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back from more discussion with Sid Bennett on the subject of darkness and light. Now, one, one question that we had from the previous segment. So, on the subject of the mother force that we heard about and then we talked about, uh, you know, tuning into and incorporating our awareness of this kind of energy into our daily lives can literally transform our lives. It changes us and it raises us at that very core level. Yeah. You know, what I take away from this belief is that any one of us can, if, if we choose, become buoyant and alive with new energy. We can reinvent ourselves. Yeah. Can, can you expand on this new reality that, that we were talking about? Well, I think uh, it goes back to the concept of the rosary. And what people don't understand in the Catholic Church that they give it, which is a wonderful thing to do, and I have a great balance throughout, throughout history, but you're actually raising up the mother light from in, within your chakras, um, from the lower chakras to the upper chakras. And the mother light is what blesses and energizes and gives that buoyancy that you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It's the kundalini forces that, the, that they talk about in Hinduism and the raising up of those energy. But the, the rosary is the safe way to raise those energies. Mm. If you raise them artificially, it can cause great problems. Um, for yourself and your own being. But the mother, the, excuse me, the rosary, the mother ray will raise it up in the most gentle, wonderful way. And that's why people feel so invigorated after the rosary. It's the presence of the mother with them. Wow. You know, um, I wanted to go back to something that you had brought up in the last segment, Sydney, um, about the vampire action 
of the fallen angels, those who are cut off from God's light and need our light in order to survive. Um, it sounds so real. And yet we are told that the Ascended Masters teach us that, that, that it has no power, that, that evil has no power. You well, know, it, it seems a contradiction. Seems a way. contradiction. Well, evil has no power of itself. The only power that the fallen angels can have is the light which they steal from us, and that which they had when they fell. They took that with them. That eventually dissipates because they don't get any mm -hmm. any refresher, so refresher <laughs> course, so to say, mm -hmm. so to speak. And but what they do is they continue to steal the light from the people through their plots and conspiracies. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I mentioned before the screw tape letters. It's a great book because it talks about the the angels, the fallen angels, drinking the light or the wine from mm -hmm. the early Christians. And that's what they do. They mm -hmm. store up this energy of the light bearers and they keep it in reservoirs so that they can use it too but it's un they, they have it's evil is unreal because it doesn't have its own power it mm -hmm. only has the power it steals from us that we allow them to take from us now uh, again this goes back to something else that you said that we allow it to happen are we we can free will we can choose yes through our free will even our passivity is a choice mm -hmm. that they can they can take light from right. us right even when we're passive I, I mean, there's so many plots. Um, you know, light must be guarded. This is why we invoke the presence of Archangel Michael every day, mm -hmm. not only for the physical protection of ourselves and our families and nation, but also for the protection of the light that we carry. And God won't give you more light until you're able to make the calls and the prayers for the protection of that light. It's common sense. God doesn't want this light or energy to go to the fallen ones, but he, because of free will, he has, allows us to do it. But it's, it, it, as long as we keep this up, they're going to have the energy yeah. to use against us. And there's so many subtle ways that they do this that we got to wake up and, and, and smell the roses or coffee or whatever we need to do <laughs> because they have been plotting against us for eons. And now they are being exposed, they're being revealed, and we have mm -hmm. gotten the techniques to deal with it. It's not a time to be frightened or afraid or looking for shadows in the corner. It's a time to take the light and the energy that God has given us and the power to invoke angels to fight this battle for us because their day is done. And we have to work and labor so that this planet can be a place for the golden age and for the precious light bearers on this planet to realize their God potential. Wow. Amen. Excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, that it, it almost sounds like God is, you know, it's like venture capitalism. You know what I mean? You go in, you impress. God gives you a certain amount in the beginning. You impress him with your business plan, and then you get more light. And it's, 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 it really, to me, it seems like we could almost literally look at it as I will plan, I will show my performance, and then I will get more light light because I have shown that I can handle that light. Absolutely. And there's a path. Mm -hmm. It is not something we master overnight, but there is a right. way to master energy. But you have mm -hmm. to practice. You have to, to, to listen to those that have, have gained that mastery, the ascended masters, how they got there, what you need to do. I mean, there's a detailed roadmap how we get there. Mm -hmm. We're not on our own, but we mm -hmm. have to avail ourselves that information. Yeah. And that's what the teachings of the ascended masters do. That's right. You know, there are a lot of people out there who claim to have the mantle of these teachings or some variation thereof. You know, I'm speaking of the psychics. Mm -hmm. um, you have anything that, that you could share in terms of discernment? Well, you know, let's remember, that can be a, a pretty sensitive subject. Well, very. You know, so I mean, so can we, can, we, can we tighten it up a little bit and can we kind of elaborate a little bit on how darkness might show itself through the psychic? Well, I, I, the Ascended Masters teach us that the psychic is a lower vibration than where the Ascended Masters are. It's, mm -hmm. it's like um, seances, you know. I mean, it's, you're contacting dead people that in many cases are on the astral plane, so you're not getting the true light uh, of God mm -hmm. through that. You're getting a human consciousness and so forth. It's and, like a fake Rolex. <laughs> so, right. Sort of, yeah. Similar, similar. <laughs> but, you know, but there are lower, a lot of yeah. psychics that are very sincere <laughs> about what they do, but they're not contacting the highest levels. And mm -hmm. so there's a great right. danger 
and getting into the psychic. Because one of the plots of the fallen ones is they will give you 99% truth yeah. and 1% falsehood. And mm-hmm. it's that 1% of the falsehood that trips you up yep. and Takes keeps you, you from, from going forward. That core fact that you didn't know, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you, you pretty much have answered one of our, user, our uh, viewers' questions, which is, you know, is there any truth in some of the psychic predictions? Well, you know, they do turn into a certain level of energy. I mean, I don't have to be psychic to say that we got trouble in the Middle East, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, I, I mean, no. let's face it. And so they may see things coming, and they may be accurate or they may not be accurate. Even mm-hmm. Edgar Casey, who I think, if you've studied him, had a very high level of accuracy. He's probably only around 90%. Mm-hmm. And, and psychics are nowhere near that. But the danger of psychic predictions is that you believe them and actually bring them into manifestation. The right. difference between psychic predictions and prophecy is that prophecy is brought forth to allow us to change what is coming. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to happen. But we don't buy the psychic predictions, but mm-hmm. buy the fact that we are Armageddon. We have to do something about it. And if we do, it will make a difference. You know, I, I suspect the answer to this question is pretty obvious to us, but no, I'll ask it anyway. What would you propose that psychics add to their spiritual toolboxes in order to have more discernment? Well, you know, we're taught that great people, souls of light, acts to be healed of all psychic ability to mm-hmm. go forward on the spiritual path because it limits people. So I, I think that the most important thing is if for psychic, if you have psychic abilities, make sure that you give them to God and ask to be healed of anything he doesn't want you to have mm-hmm. because it, it allows for distortion and things that aren't just quite right, and it can lead us as the most subtle things can lead you astray. Mm-hmm. So here's an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming, guys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> these are just you know, softballs all the way. Um, we hear about the, the various generations, as it were, of evil, the fallen angels, watchers, Nephilim, things like that. Are there actually distinct evolutions that we can identify of light and darkness? Absolutely. You know, we talked I, we heard, when we, on the angel show, I think, about, you know, there were two distinct falls mm-hmm. out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, there are extraterrestrials that have interfered with this planet throughout history. They are not of the God. They're not of the light. And there are a lot of different forces we're dealing with. And, you know, we don't have to know the name of every one of them. But we need to know that their plots and strategies are all the same Mm -hmm. to fool us, to to Mm -hmm. get us to do things that are detrimental to our own, prevent us from becoming the Christ, and give them the energy that they need to go on because they can't exist without our misqualification of energy. And as long as these strategies continue to work, they will continue to use them. They've worked for a very long time. You know, before we go, and this is is a rich vein, (laughs) we could go for a long time. Um, I want to mention a couple of books that our listeners might find interesting that really expand on the topics that we've touched on today. Paths of Light and Darkness and Keys to the Kingdom. Both are by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and you can find them at our bookstore, tsl.org forward slash bookstore. We highly recommend that you go and take a look at those. You know, and that's all the time we have this week. Uh, <laughs> zip by once again, didn't it? <laughs> well, please join us again next week when our topic will be spiritual keys to healing and wholeness. And so we arm wrestled each other to figure out which was going to be the the topic for next week. (laughs) Yeah, I won. won. Uh, That's right. In the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are literally out of this world. Indeed they are. Thanks, everyone.
you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.